2020 has been a strange and confusing time for MMA fans as COVID continues to eat away at the normality we once knew. The ever-changing event schedules, the constant flow of cancelled fights, the conveyor belt of fighters and personalities from within the sport that are contracting COVID, and the complete hiatus that was forced upon the industry tested all of our loyalties. Yet, as the year draws to a close, there is a glimmer of hope on the horizon that one day we could consume MMA as we once did. All the way back in the olden days, or as some people like to call it, February. This is Peter Carroll for MMA On Point, and today I'll be highlighting 10 amazing things that COVID sabotaged for MMA fans. Wash your hands, put on your mask, and let's get down to business. For diehard MMA fans, there is nothing as compelling as a big card on a Saturday night, but COVID-19 left the landscape more barren than ever in 2020. The UFC completely halted proceedings from March 14th until it returned with a bang with the Ferguson v Gaethje marquee on May 9th. Similarly, Bellator had to shut up shop from February 22nd at Bellator Dublin, right up until July 24th when it returned to action with Bandejas v Pettis at Bellator 242. PFL was hit the hardest of the major US promotions and was forced to cancel its whole 2020 season. In Europe, Cage Warriors moved heaven and earth and managed to host Cage Warriors 113 in Manchester after being forced to relocate the event from London on less than a week's notice. The Grain Boiler promotion will have hosted two blocks of trilogy events before the end of 2020, putting on three events back-to-back on consecutive nights. Polish powerhouse KSW was forced to postpone a number of events, but bounced back with a marquee in July, KSW 53 Reborn. They will finish out the year having managed to stage five events in 2020. After staging just one 2020 event in February, Japanese frontrunner Ryzen got back into the swing of things in August. As usual, Ryzen's spectacular New Year's Eve show is still scheduled to go ahead. One championship returned to action in July, staging multiple events on the same day to cater to their broadcast demands. We commend all the promotions that managed to get their fighters back to work and entertain the masses. After months of missing events, MMA is back in a big way. And while crowds haven't been restored to what they once were, it's a hell of a lot better than having no events at all, a situation we hope will never happen again. Towards the end of Henry Cejudo's bantamweight reign, fans and media argued over which contender deserved a title shot more, Aljamain Sterling or Pyotr Jan. When Jose Aldo was unable to travel to UFC 249 to challenge Cejudo for the title, the champion instead took on Dominic Cruz and retired after he finished the divisional legend in the second round. Although many felt Jan v Sterling was the natural fight to make for the vacant title, the UFC booked Jan v Aldo instead. Jan defeated Aldo in the final round of their fight of the year contender at UFC 251 in July and finally, it seemed we were going to see Jan v Sterling when it was booked for UFC 256. Yet again, COVID reared its ugly head last month when bantamweight champion Jan announced that he was unable to travel to the end of year event as he could not secure a visa to travel to the US. Jan believes the fight will be rebooked in early 2021. Ever since the first UFC event in Dublin, Ireland, UFC 93 in January 2009, Dana White has praised the Irish as the best fans in the world. After the Rich Franklin v Dan Henderson top card, the UFC hosted Conor McGregor's homecoming in 2014, which saw him shoot into a new stratosphere after he stopped Diego Brandao in the main event. Even though the third event in 2015 was marred by late withdrawals, most notably Dustin Poirier v Joseph Duffy, the event supplied some memorable moments of fanfare, like Ashing Daly's epic entrance to Zombie by the Cranberries. Since those two events, Bellator has made Dublin a stronghold, first with a co-promoted event with Bama and later with its European series. After a five-year absence, the UFC announced its intentions to return to Dublin in August 2020. Although the promotion did not boast as many Irish charges as they did previously, the targeted headline bout between Darren Till and Robert Whittaker had Irish fans chomping at the bit for tickets. On June 24th, Irish eyes were not smiling when it was formally announced that the event at the 3 Arena would not take place due to COVID-19 crowd restrictions. For now, 
there has been nothing announced about the UFC's fourth trip to the Irish capital. Having a recognised former champion like Cody Garbrandt move down to fight newly minted flyweight king Davison Figueiredo was a stroke of genius from the UFC's matchmakers. But due to what was initially reported as a torn bicep suffered by the team Alpha Male Fighter, the bout never came to be at UFC 255. Later, Garbrandt revealed that the torn bicep was just one of several things he was struggling with due to a severe battle he was having with COVID-19. Disclaimer from my last post, I was positive for COVID August 29th, Garbrandt posted on his Instagram story. Since then, I've been battling vertigo, torn my vein and my bicep, which resulted in finding out I have blood clots, pneumonia and mental fog. These are the symptoms I've had and have been dealing with. This is the reason I pulled out of the fight. Eyeing a return to the octagon in March, Garbrandt is hoping the UFC will rebook his bout with the reigning flyweight champion, Figueredo. COVID-19 completely derailed 2020 for a lot of fighters, but Gilbert Burns managed to position himself for a welterweight title shot earlier in the year with two big wins over Damian Moya and Tyron Woodley. After the cancellation of UFC London took an opportunity from Leon Edwards to fortify his championship claims with a meeting with Woodley, Burns jumped at the chance to face the former champion when it was deemed that the UK welterweight could not travel to the US due to travel restrictions. After the one-sided unanimous decision victory, all roads pointed towards a clash with Sanford MMA teammate Kamaru Usman. However, Burns fortune in 2020 changed quickly as we saw two championship dates removed from the calendar for the Brazilian. A little over a week out from his championship showdown with Kamaru Usman at UFC 251, Burns tested positive for COVID-19. Jorge Masvidal stepped in to save the day and was widely praised for stepping up to the plate on such short notice and going the distance with the welterweight king. Usman v Burns was rescheduled for UFC 256, but again, unfortunately for Burns, Usman was forced to withdraw to heal some niggling injuries. The bout is currently being targeted for UFC 258, but nothing has been made official at this point. It was the fight that nobody thought they needed to see, including Leon Edwards. Sitting on his eight-fight win streak, Edward had eyes on a championship fight or a matchup with bitter rival Jorge Masvidal. Everything was set up for the Birmingham native to make a resounding impression on international UFC fans in March when he was matched with Tyron Woodley. But typical of Rocky's 2020, the event became the first UFC event of the year to be pulled due to COVID-19. Several short notice options came to Edwards throughout the UK lockdown, but when he couldn't assemble a team to travel to events, he rebuffed the offers. The offer finally came in the shape of Hamzat Shemaya for December 12th. Despite being completely unranked and having only taken victory in one fight in the UFC weight class over debutante Reese McKee, the refusal of Hamzat proved to be the final straw for the promotion, who removed the team renegade fighter from the rankings. Edwards would spend less than a day out of the rankings as he eventually accepted the offer to fight the surging prospect in late October. Despite the fight not making any sense in terms of meritocracy, it became the perfect fight to close out the year, either setting up a massive 2021 for Hamzat or righting all the wrongs of the last nine months for Edwards. But true to the bitter, twisted spirit of 2020, the fight was pulled in early December when it was revealed that Edwards had contracted a particularly severe dose of COVID-19. UFC planned to reschedule the bout for early 2021. Even though we hadn't seen him compete in MMA since his 2018 loss to Habib Nurmagomedov, former featherweight and lightweight champion Conor McGregor had big intentions for 2020, which he outlined before his 42nd finish of Donald Cowboy Cerrone in January. I put it in the UFC's hands. I do not care. I am back. I am back to who I am. And I look forward to going in and showcasing it on January 18th. And whoever's after that, again, it does not matter. I'll be ready. This is the beginning of my 2020 season. As he outlined at the time, and true to his Mystic Mac moniker, McGregor insisted that he would be ready to step in should either Habib Nurmagomedov or Tony Ferguson be forced from their fifth scheduled bout on April 18th. Likely something will happen there, so I'll be ready to slot in for that bout. So a good solid camp at 170, but no weight cut, and then it'll take me into the year. I'm looking at this as a season, so 
this is the beginning of the season. 2020 also featured the third retirement of McGregor's career, which he announced in June. The game just does not excite me, and that's that, McGregor told ESPN after the announcement. All this waiting around, there's nothing happening. I'm going through opponent options, and there's nothing really there at the moment. There's nothing that excites me. I don't know if it's no crowd. I don't know what it is. There's just no buzz for me. In the end, to fans and the UFC's disappointment, the Irishman season never came to be due to him being unable to travel and a lack of compelling matchups being brought to him due to the disarray of COVID-19. McGregor is set for a rematch with Dustin Poirier on January 23rd, over a year since his demolition of Cerrone. Without a doubt, one of the biggest losses to MMA in 2020 was Habib Nurmagomedov's father, Abdul Manop Nurmagomedov. A storied wrestling coach in Russia, the announcement of Abdul Manop's passing sent shockwaves through the community when it surfaced in early July. Following his victory over Dustin Poirier in Abu Dhabi, the first UFC fight in which the senior Nurmagomedov was in Habib's corner, Abdul Manop outlined how he would like his son to reach the 30-0 mark with his last fight taking place in Moscow before retiring. For Habib, 30-0 is enough he told Russian outlet TASS following his son's victory over Poirier. Regarding his last fight, then of course we would like his final title defense to be in Moscow, he added. Following his father's death, in the aftermath of his victory over Justin Gaethje that saw him move to 29-0, Habib Nurmagomedov hung up his gloves. Before he called time in his dominant career, Habib claimed that him securing the 30-0 record would make him the Floyd Mayweather of MMA. Although Dana White hasn't given up hope on him returning to try and secure his father's desired retiring record, his fighting future remains up in the air. 2020 is not the first time that John Jones flirted with the idea of a move to heavyweight, but his pay demands in the midst of a pandemic were highlighted as one of the main reasons why we did not get to see this happen this year. The conversation about Jones moving up to heavyweight to challenge Cameroonian behemoth Francis Ngannou peaked in May. When Jorge Masvidal added his name to Jones on a list of others requesting a pay bump, White told the media that pay rises were the least of his concerns as he continued to try and host events during the pandemic. We're in a fucking pandemic and the world is going crazy right now and all these guys are like, well, I want more money too, I want more money. I, I can't tell you what's gonna happen in the next fucking month with my business. If people don't wanna fight, you don't have to fight. In August, Jones vacated his light heavyweight title with a view to a permanent move to heavyweight, but he has yet to book his debut in the weight class. According to his latest update, he currently weighs 240 pounds and has never felt so good. Let's hope 2021 is the year that we finally get to see heavyweight bones in action. After four previous fights being cancelled between the two, it almost felt like the UFC were setting themselves up for a fall when they scheduled the fifth date for Habib Nurmagomedov v Tony Ferguson for April 2020. Through their dominance at lightweight and their scheduled meetings in 2015, 2016, 2017 and 2018 being pulled from the table, it became the most sought after contest in the sport, but now it seems further away from happening than ever. Travel restrictions due to COVID-19 forced Habib Nurmagomedov from the contest and Tony Ferguson went on to face Justin Gaethje in May instead, being stopped in the fifth round of the contest after cutting weight twice over a period of two weeks to make the lightweight limit. Nurmagomedov would reappear in October to claim a second round submission win over interim champion Gaethje, but before the fight took place he underlined his belief that Ferguson's loss to the highlight had likely obscured a meeting with El Kakui forever. I like Tony Ferguson, but he's a stupid guy. He keeps talking about me. Why you, why you talk about me? Justin Gaethje smash you like everywhere. Why you keep talking about me? Nurmagomedov bid an emotional farewell to the sport in the middle of the octagon in Abu Dhabi following his victory over Gaethje. Dana White remains confident he can convince the Russian to return to action, but for now, it seems COVID-19 had some part in destroying a fight that once topped nearly all MMA fans' wish lists. God damn you all to hell! Big thanks to Max Randall for editing this video. You can follow him on at Max underscore Randall on Twitter. Another massive thank you to Ben Rosette for the intro music. You can check out some of his tunes by clicking the link in the description. 
Catch the latest updates on his Instagram and Twitter page at Ben Rosette. As always, we appreciate the consumption of our wonderful content. Please like and subscribe. We upload three dazzling videos per week to keep you on your toes. So please hit us up in the comment section to tell us how you feel. You can also join our Discord channel, the link for which is in the description. I really hope you enjoyed the video this week. Slán August Banacht.